Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Was that was that crass? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Are you realizing what I'm realizing? Uh, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> you can get it first. Well, thanks to Alex Moshina of Slacktory.com who uh, who provided for us an amazing theme song that we that we love and enjoy, and we all would like to give him a big thumbs up, which you can yourself also do at Slacktory.com. That's S-L-A-C-K-T. ORY.com. And the episode we're talking about today. It's the fourth is episode. Number four in season six. Season six. And it is called Ooh, I'm Ready. Dear. Three, two, one. Queer, Queer Studies, Studies and, and Advanced, advanced waxing. waxing. Oof, that was a, <laughs> it was a close call. <laughs> we started recording and I realized I did not have it. Same but, here. I had I had Queer Studies, but I cannot remember the second half. You know what I had titled of my notes? What's what? Gay Dean. Gay <laughs> Dean. title of my notes. Gay Dean. Gay Dean. Gay Dean. How would you recommend saying they're as good as Dolly Parton or as good as Jack White? Mm. The answer is neither. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm also realizing now we didn't watch that Honda commercial. Maybe some bonus speech. No, we didn't. Bo- bonus speech. We'll figure it out. Bo- 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 bonus. S- 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 there it is. Okay. Credits to Paul Tompkins and Scott Ackerman. Uh, this episode, <laughs> episode four of season six, was written by Matt Lawton and directed by some people that we like. Yeah. We we go. You could, you might even say we go way way back with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nat Faxon and Jim Rash. Yep. Our own Gay Dean Jim yep. Rash. And our own Ben. That was the show. Ben and Kate. Was he Ben? Or was it called Ben and Kate? I think it was called Ben and Kate. It doesn't matter. Our that own show got canceled. Mister Married, because he's on the show Married. On that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> what? Is it called Married? What are you doing? Married is the name of the show that he does with Judy Greer on FX. No, I don't. I can't keep up with FX. Uh, well, you know, it was called Ben and Gate. Kate it looks like. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm gonna. Uh, uh, this is not important, but I've confirmed that he plays Ben. Ben Fox. Dakota Johnson was Kate. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I knew that. I only know her from the social network. Oh, you're right. I always forget she's in that. She's great in that. As we Brit is in this? So. Okay, we're, 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 we're already way off track. That's fine. Let's, let's, that happens a lot. I've got an overall question about this episode. Do you want to ask it before or after? Before. Okay. Go. <laughs> well, you seem nervous. <laughs> well, this seems, this seems out of character, but please. I've done this before. Eh. Uh, here's my question for you. Mm. Uh, does... And I wrote this. I wrote this in big letters on the side. Does the dean get laid? No, no. By who? Well, that's what I'm wondering. What does this even mean? What is the dean having sex on the reg? With I mean, oh, I thought you just just in this episode. No, no. I thought somehow tied to in this general, episode. In general. 
Now, I mean, we know in the Apollo 13 episode, we do know that he has a, a ranking system for glory holes, was the implication. Yeah. Uh... So I'm just wondering, does does he is is the is and he certainly he has a method for getting uh, people in Dalmatian suits to show up at places. Do you think he's actually having sex with those people? I mean, I think it's always nebulous, uh, so that you know the the viewer can decide what they want to decide about yeah. what the dean is and what he's doing. Yeah. Even in this episode, which is so centrally about what the dean is and what he isn't. Yeah, uh, it's still extremely nebulous on what he actually enjoys. Yeah, well, we know two sevenths of it is that he's gay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think he definitely wants to have sex with Jeff. Well, yeah, that's obvious, but we've never seen him with any kind of regular uh, person in his life. Yeah, but I think that might be part of those five sevenths we don't know about. Well, that's that's what I'm trying to get at here mm-hmm. with you right now. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anyone as you're saying regularly. And do I don't think, think he, specifically in this episode that he has any sex. Do you sex. think he hooks up with people? But I think he does at some at some points in his life have sex. Well, or something But do you think it's a regular him. thing? I I mean, he was going... The Apollo 13 episode, he was ranking glory holes throughout yeah. the city. Do you, think, do you think he is a regular visitor to glory holes currently, still? Still? Maybe not still. Yeah. Maybe he's in a better place now. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I, 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 I can't really remember if that was before or after, because we saw the birth of the Dalmatian thing on the show. Mm-hmm. He watches the video and says, I hope I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. Yeah. And it obviously did. It must have been before. Um, yeah. Or, you know, even if even if that episode wasn't before, I'm going to still say that, because it was just on the map, I, I'm going to say those rankings he made were before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think his sexual life changed pretty significantly. On the day he watched that Dalmatian video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, still going to say that I'm going to say, I'm going to say prior to that day, there was, you know, Gainus was like, you know, two sixths of him. <laughs> and on the day he watched the Dalmatian video, it became two sevenths movie. That's what I'll say. Okay. Then I think maybe he knew more than, yeah. <laughs> Dalmatians added a layer to him. They added a layer, but I, I still think he was he was still far more than just gay back then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all I'm getting at. But let's dive into the specifics of this episode. So an overview. Yeah, overview. Curtains, lights. Let's uh, walk, walk by. Walk on by. <laughs> Chang and Annie. Uh, Annie. Annie's helping Chang audition for Karate Kid. Yeah. Adaptation to fix the Wi-Fi. Abed and Elroy have to take care of some birds. Yep. And the dean gets the opportunity to become a member of the board. Yeah. Because school board of gayness. Because of gayness. Let's go. Let's go. Notes break down. You're doing a lot of singing bits. Oh, that was or that, shouting. That bits. was more just a shout. I'm, I'm just you know I just got back from the Bay Area where I saw WrestleMania 31. So I'm, I'm I got a lot of high energy. I'm gonna I'm gonna <clears throat> jump off the top rope on today's episode. Okay. Enjoy. Our first note. <laughs> that was for the listeners. Enjoy. <laughs> Our first note. Uh, yeah. Well, I just wrote down. Uh, so Chang is going to be in a stage adaptation of Karate Kid downtown. Yeah. They're kind of vague on where or how. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming community theater, mm-hmm. uh, not related to the school. Because yeah, which is why that's not Kevin Corrigan. Yeah. Maybe that's to explain that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but yeah, that's all. 
Uh, I wrote down, so there's a, so uh, Chang is going over his lines with Andy. He can't remember any of them. Mm. Chang is playing uh, Daniel LaRusso. Uh, and uh, when Abed comes in, it's it's a kind of a nice throwback to season one, where Chang is instantly on the defensive, where he says, "I'm playing Daniel Lusso, not Miyagi." You got a problem with that, racist? Which is a, a throwback to season one, when he would instantly accuse people of being racist uh, uh, for assuming, for him assuming that they had problems with him being a Spanish teacher. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we're keep we're keeping it consistent with uh, with, with 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 old with old Chang 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 man mm-hmm. in here. Uh, then Elroy and Jeff come in. This is Elroy yeah. is is, uh, is saying that he thinks he has a lawsuit against Nintendo because Donkey Kong is clearly a ripoff of his game Construction Stake, <laughs> uh, in which uh, 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 a pine tree mm-hmm. throws eggs at a snake. Yep. Uh, what does the pine tree steal something of the snakes? The eggs. Oh, so the eggs have belonged to the snake. I, you know, maybe. One would assume, I guess. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, which I love. This starts a running gag in this episode where Britta says, why would a tree throw snakes at, throw eggs at a yeah. snake? <laughs> no, or says, why would a plumber <laughs> want to attack a, a donkey? Uh, no, a, a monkey. A monkey. Well, I have, I have two problems with Elroy's sentence here, huh. which is that uh, Donkey Kong is not a monkey. He's an ape. Okay. That's my problem number one. And someone who was, uh, seemingly would have studied the case to know, to sue Nintendo, would know that uh, Mario was not a plumber in his first appearance in Donkey Kong. He was a contractor. Okay. Donkey Kong worked for him. Donkey Kong was a slave who escaped, basically. If you read is this, this canonical? Story, this is canonical because there was like a little... Like What's the manual had like details about what the story oh. was. Donkey Kong was basically an enslaved ape that, were, that built things for Mario and okay. escaped. And to be fair, Donkey Kong did kidnap Mario's girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, that's, that's not on. But uh, he was he was also escaping slave labor at the hands of Mario, mm. so it's real arguable. I mean, they're they're both villains, really, when you get down to it. Wow. His, his original name was, of course, Jumpman as well, not Mario. Yeah, yeah. He's called Jumpman. Um, but I, I do like so there's the running gag where, where Britta is sort of scared of Elroy. Yeah. Which I kind of like. Well, it's I, more. I think it's more of Elroy calls Britta out for just being like a buzzkill or or, yeah. or saying like <laughs> yeah. like why do you think this? And he's like, well, shut up, why? Yeah. But what I, I also think Britta's response uh, because people have called her out for being a buzzkill before, and, mm. and she just goes on the defensive. But I think the reason why she is sort of very afraid and apologetic with Elroy kind of ties into also her relationship with Troy's grandmother ah. in either season one or two, which is she sort of has a, a, a liberal white guilt slash fear for elderly black people, uh-huh. where she she feels that they are sort of wise elders, and she must defer to them, which I think is what we kind of see on display her with here in Elroy. Um, then the Wi-Fi, we, we find out the, uh, the Wi-Fi is, everyone's mad at Frankie, and we get some... Oh, everyone was mad at the Dean, and then Frankie. No, Frankie, then the Dean. Oh, you're right. Who redirected it to Frankie. But... Because Frankie comes in and says... They were, they were more mad at the Dean, I think, than Frankie in a weird way. Well, Frankie comes in, they're all yelling at her about Wi-Fi. Well, she Abed says, is the first one who yells. She says, what happened to Good Morning? Huh. Abed says, there's no Wi-Fi, it's a bad morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then Dean comes in, then they yell at Dean. Yeah. Then Dean pushes it back onto Frankie. And then mad at Frankie. I feel like more people yell at the Dean than Frankie. I feel like that's not relevant to the point I'm trying to make. Mm, okay. <laughs> Which is that we get some, some meta bits here 
because of course we know that the IT person, oh yes, the IT lady is also Padgett Brewster. This is this is uh, what everyone's been waiting for, I think. Yeah, so, and and they uh, they reference it, in, I think a really fun way, uh-huh. w- which implies maybe uh, if you want to read into it, uh, some sort of supernatural problem. Yeah, you know, that she she says she tries to email the IT lady, but she just gets uh, everything forwarded back to her written in Aramaic, mm-hmm. and when she calls, she just hears loud undulating whistling, which causes her nose to bleed. Yeah, which is sort of you know it's like that's what happens when when the universe tries to look in on itself uh-huh. that's what happens when you try to to, to do it, when you shine a light on the corners of the community canon that don't make sense uh-huh. is is the you just start, start breaking getting down. injured yeah yeah um and they also explain this is also presumably the explanation for why the it lady is no longer there because she she has left for unknown reasons oh yeah they say fire her hire a new it lady yeah and then it's Elroy. Yeah. Elroy's the new IT lady. Yep. <laughs> um, and Abed's his friend. Yeah, like the, Abed wants to be his assistant. Dean says they can't afford it. So he says, can I be his friend? And then Dean just very bad effectively. Elroy, Abed's your friend now. <laughs> I like Dean was very take charge, get, get yeah, things I like, done. I like Dean in this scene. Yeah. I like Dean in all scenes, to be uh, honest here, but, but Dean is especially great in this scene. Uh, and then he, he, he tells them that he is dying uh, because he needs their attention uh-huh. uh, to reveal what he actually wants to tell them, which is to ask if this tie is too short. Uh, now, let me ask you, Andrew, do you feel that that tie was too short? Just a tad. Really? I, well, when he walked in, I thought, that's a little short. So you noticed it when he walked in? Oh, yeah. See, I, I thought... <laughs> I... <laughs> This, is this our classic slobs versus snobs? Perhaps. <laughs> See, I thought that tie was fine. Uh-huh. I thought the tie he wears later in the episode mm. is either too short or too wide. I think there was definitely a problem with the tie later in the episode. Mm. But this tie I thought was fine. I don't remember noticing the later tie. Well, I did. Answers yeah. on a postcard, which tie did you find more <laughs> disturbing? Uh, I don't think we got any answers from last week who, who was crazy, me or you. <laughs> uh, although, let me check the email, see if you anything know? has come in. Uh, um, I think we both were. So but, Dean takes off. But I, I have to say about me, ties. <coughs> ties are very uh, tricky. That's true. You got to get them. Uh, some people say they're not supposed to touch the belt. Other people say they should touch the belt. I said they should go right up to the belt and stop. Well, I think that's that's ideal. Yeah. But it's also a trick of tying it to match that length, you know, all that business. Yeah, no emails about which of us is the, was the crazy one on last week's. All right. You check the spam. Uh, the spam? You never know what happens. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't care for this. See, look at all this bullshit I'm looking at now because of you. It's Making me waste right. my time. Making me waste my time, Andrew. Gmail thinks Twitter is spam. <laughs> yeah, well, not all Twitter. Not all. Look at this. Well, these are tweets at us. That Those were like Twitter saying... Hey guys, have a Twitter <laughs> time. Yep. Uh, ties. So the school board. School board meeting. So we we had the opening credits and we come back. We're in Dean's office and the school board returns. They're very happy to announce themselves. And they they corner him. Yeah. What? It, Rich comes in through the the door opposite Dean's desk, and then Carl comes in through the side door. And they, as Dean was trying don't to they leave, just say we have you trapped. Yeah. Like, they say something that implies you are stuck here. Something like you cannot leave. <laughs> um, and the dean, of course, thinks this is about a bond. Pretty. Stop looking your thing. Sorry, my dog was chewing on her foot. She has a habit of doing that too much and giving herself hot spots. A little troublemaker, that dog. I apologize for interrupting the podcast. But uh, Dean, uh, he he thinks that they're coming to see him about a, a fire that has not yet been put out. Yep. Uh, Dean says they'll get to that once the weather clears up. <laughs> so now let me ask you this. Do you think that fire is somewhere on campus 
Or do you think that was a fire that was started elsewhere by someone from Greendale and thereby their responsibility? I think it's on campus. <laughs> you don't think it would spread if it was on campus? Uh, you know, I think uh, because of all the post-apocalyptic scenarios that Greendale's gone through, they've learned how to do a uh, bonfire that won't spread. They, 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 they can contain it, if not put it out. Yeah. Okay. I, I could buy that, actually. What do you think the weather has to do with them putting it out, though? Mm, I don't know. I was thinking maybe they were using it for an actual heat source, <laughs> uh, and it's cold outside. Perhaps. Although, I mean, we see them outside later. It doesn't seem cold enough to justify keeping a bonfire going. No, it seems, uh, although in the, to jump ahead for half a second, in the, that, that end segment, the, um, the Dean seems to be wearing gloves. In the what segment? The end, the tag. That's true. He does seem to be wearing gloves in that moment. But everyone else is just wearing like a light jacket. Well, uh, some people look like two jackets. Eh. Anyway. Eh. School board. Uh, school board wants Dean <laughs> and our to favorite, join them. Our favorite Rich. Yeah, Rich. <laughs> Rich, is, Rich is real. Rich is real jumpy in this scene. <laughs> He's real excitable. We got some classic Rich going <laughs> in this scene. Um, and he says, uh, so they ask him to join the school board. Uh, and then after that, announce, they say, just to make sure you're gay, right? Openly. Yeah, well, openly, Rich does a weird hand signal that <laughs> yeah. I've never seen before. It's pretty great, though. Yeah. Rich is a, is a goddamn all-star. He's a firecracker. Yeah. He, he's a real pistol, that one. <laughs> um, so they they, they... they want to appoint Dean because they believe that he's gay, and that will make them look good because they, they canceled, canceled the Pride, the Pride Parade. parade. To, to have a school board parade, <laughs> which Rich very emphatically says because those guys get to dress fancy all year. We only get it one day. Um, which I, I love a lot of things about this. I, mm. I love the casual homophobia on the part of Rich. <laughs> uh, I love that Rich wants to dress fancy. Yeah. And I love the idea that maybe the reason he thinks they dress fancy, quote, they dress fancy all the time is because of dean mm-hmm. who does dress fancy all the time mm-hmm. there's there it's a it's a it's a it's a rich melange that sentence uh i, I really enjoy it mm-hmm. uh and then as a final sort of selling point they they sort of improvise a a parody of uh the dolly parton classic jolene but instead they're saying gay dean gay dean gay dean gay dean i think you even left out another great exchange they had okay. where where uh Rich says that they've cut women out. Gay, gay people oh, yeah. don't need women. And he says, it's genius. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> they got rid of women. And, like, Rich is, I, and Carl actually, I think, for a moment thinks, yeah, that is genius. Yeah, and I think, in a weird way, Rich is thinking of a way, like, how can I get over the hurdle that I'm not into men? <laughs> like, he's, he says that he's thought about this in the past, and he's, like, clearly still trying to figure out a way to make it work. But uh, he, he just can't. He just can't get the hang of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they sing Gay Dean on the way out, which I, I like. There's just, just before they cut, there's like an old guy walking by who, who looks at them strangely yep. as they're singing. Perf- pitch perfect editing there. Uh, and now we're, we're, we're back to Abed and uh, Elroy. Elroy. Uh, Elroy, he sees the. Oh, Abed sees the bird nest. Yeah, well, they're following the cables to find the router. Yeah, he says to Elroy, hey, there's a bird's nest, we can't move it, the yeah. mom won't take care of him. Yeah, the mom won't come back. Uh, Elroy says, so what, birds Birds are birds? Yeah, well, he gives what, what Abed soon after calls a baby bird or murder, mon- baby bird murder monologue. Yeah, that's a Say new... Say that uh, ten times fast. Yeah, there we go. Um, uh, but actually, what I think is interesting, uh, to really give the emotional resonance to this storyline, uh, Abed says that the mother bird must have built 
the nest there because it was warm, which is the same reason why his mom took, took, took his, his half-brother to, to Arizona. Yeah. Which, for a split second, I forgot that that was a thing. That his mom left. Uh, no, that he had a half-brother. Oh, yeah. Which is a baby. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was like, oh, is this a weird <laughs> reveal of a character detail six no. seasons on? No, that's his mom left because no, she had was, a new family. I remember the mom leaving. I I just forgot about the, the baby. Yeah. And then, then this made me have to remember, oh, yes, of course, there was a baby involved. Yes. Um, so, uh, Abed is shocked. He believes, uh, Elroy to be some sort of demon. Mm. Uh, he, he wins him over though. And Elroy agrees. Although we don't totally learn that until the next scene. Well, we learn that him. Elroy is willing to put it off for a little bit. Yeah. Well, he says, be an IT guy. <laughs> Do what an IT guy does. And he says, which is what? And Abed says, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then we're, we're, we're at the audition and we are greeted with, to, to my delight, a man we had seen in the trailer, and I was looking forward to seeing him this season. I'm a great fan of his. The great Jason Manzukas. Yep. As the, the director of this play, Matt Lundergaard. Lundergaard? I don't something think it's like Lundergaard, but something like that. Lundergrad? Uh, you know, I'm going to look it up while we keep talking. That's the important thing is to keep talking. So, uh, Chang goes up to do his audition. He doesn't even get one word out. Yeah. Uh, the director calls up Annie. Yeah, he, he notices her in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And he finds, uh, and he decides that Annie, after doing, Annie does, um, does just like three words as Miyagi. Yeah. And the director goes, no, 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 you be Daniel. Yeah. And uh, Chang is Miyagi. Yeah. Much to Chang's disappointment. Yeah. Chang's very disappointed. Yeah. Uh, but they get two lines in and, uh, the director says, send everyone else home. Yeah. He's already ready. He's got the, he's got the cast. Did you um, find it? No, I, I'm still googling. It wasn't on uh, the thing, but I'm 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 searching. Matt Lundergaard. It was Lundergaard. Okay. Um. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad and we settled. That. I want to talk about Annie's acting because right off the bat, I like it. So she she doesn't see herself as an actor at first, but as soon as she calls up, she does the classic actory. Ooh, shake it off. She shakes it off, and then she comes in. Well, yeah. The scene is that uh, Daniel is coming into the office of Miyagi, so she does like a door opening. Yeah, she does like a kind of knock and then open, and then she says, "Hey, you gotta fix the faucet." <laughs> I I did more Rocky as she point as as uh, Manzukas points out. She's more. Uh, uh, John Travolta in, 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 in Welcome Back, Cotter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I got the reference, but I, I don't remember the character's name off my hand. Vinny, mm-hmm. Vinny Barbarino? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Yep. Um, okay, so they got the part. Annie's acting is hilariously shitty. Yeah. Uh, we're back in the study room. Chang is announcing that they got the parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's upset because, uh, as he says, uh, Annie was so good that she was cast outside her gender, whereas I, I was only cast because of the shape of my eyes. Yep. Uh, and then she says, think of Sidney Poitier or Meg Ryan before you as people who were cast only for their race and then shown in the role. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of that Meg Ryan reference? I didn't get it. Me neither. I mean... Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's kind of funny even if you don't get it, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't quite get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I was trying to think maybe she was... But I thought maybe Annie was doing a weird thing where instead of, like she was combining race and gender. Yeah, maybe, I th- that occurred to me as well. Maybe she was... Uh, she, Meg Ryan is like famously just cast because she's a woman, <laughs> perhaps. Because <laughs> she's in a lot of those, uh, you know, romantic movies. Yeah, in 1995, Time critic Richard Corliss called her the current soul of romantic comedy. Thanks, Wikipedia. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was Wikipedia has it here. I, the ones that I knew: Harry Met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail. Like she, she was kind of the face the of romantic comedy. The go-to comedies. woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Huh. I, I don't know if we'll ever 
figure it out yeah. in a, in this short of time that we'd have to look it up here. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I just didn't really think... I, yeah, as you said, I, it's funny, even if it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yes. Uh, just because I think it was just going for that she, she's cast because she's a woman yeah. <laughs> kind of weirdness. Okay, so then the dean comes in and he says, hey, uh, I'm on the school board, but there's a catch. Jeff and Frankie, can can we talk in my office? Yeah. And uh, this is one of the few, uh, Frankie, Frankie's kind of pushed to the side in this episode. We don't see a whole lot mm-hmm. of her. Or Jeff or Britta, for that matter. Although we do, we... we s- I mean, Britta at, at, has a later scene at her work. Yeah, which uh, I did write down, because that's the first time we see her That's an bar. interesting, yeah. yeah. We're um, going to talk about that when we get to that scene. But even, like, the two scenes at, at her work, to, I mean, she has, like, one line between the two scenes. Yeah. Um, but we do get a, a nice Frankie scene <clears throat> here. Yeah, and I think it's 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 a lot because Chang is is pushed to the front this episode. Yeah, Chang Chang is featured more than he he has been in the past. Yeah, in the past couple of episodes, Chang has been a very side character. Yeah, this was the most Chang centric we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Dean says he tells them what's going on. How he he, he wants to be a token homosexual. Why do you think he picked Frankie and Jeff? Why specifically those two? Only those two, or especially those two? Well, I think I, I think he picks Jeff because. In any situation where he needs to pick a person, Jeff is on the team. Yeah, okay, yeah. no matter what, of course. And uh, uh, Frankie, I think he picked for her cold practicality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was almost expecting more cold practicality from Frankie in the scene. Well, we we, we there's a, a maybe implication made about Frankie in the scene. Uh, I have that written down. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is maybe why she's she's got such an insight here. What I kind of enjoy about that is that she's such a professional. That perhaps it's just her not wanting to say anything about anything. Yeah. And and that's making everyone... That makes both the Dean and Jeff give each other yeah. side eyes and... Well, and, yeah. Well, so the situation is she she says, you know, you don't want to... Uh, you don't want to be defined by your sexuality, and she says, you know, if you're, you, 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 being a, a token gay is maybe good because you can, you can get in and, and have some power to actually make change, but uh, you, you you give up your you, you take that symbolic power at the expense of uh, individual f- power, mm-hmm. which I thought was actually a really w- well spoken, interesting point. Yeah, uh, and of course she says, you know, uh, sexuality is no one's business. I certainly wouldn't want to be defined by mine, mm-hmm. which is then of course when when Dean and Jeff have their sort of side eyes trying to figure out what she meant by that and I, I think it really speaks to the strength of community that we can walk away from the scene genuinely not sure if, if she is a, a, a heterosexual or something else yeah but but i really think if um if what we're supposed to walk away with is that she is heterosexual i really enjoy that she wants to be a woman not defined by the fact that that she dates or or you know likes men yeah like and i think that's that makes her even stronger perhaps yeah, yeah. Then the implication that maybe she's also you know gay or whatever. Yeah, it's a it's it's a different kind of calling out um, stereotypes or character types. Yeah. Uh, what I I enjoy one of Jeff's lines in this scene, uh, where Jeff says the most the most that a gay person could get in the '60s was center square. Yeah, that's a great line. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, that's an awesome line. I also I like uh, uh, the dean's uh, explanation of his sexuality. <laughs> Which he says, uh, if coming out is a magic act and being gay is pulling a rabbit out of a hat, I'm the endless handkerchief. (laughs) (laughs) Which sort of says a lot while also saying nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's pretty great. Um, I also like that throughout this scene, um, uh, Jeff Jeff calls Dean Craig. Uh, Mm -hmm. A nice little sort of just interesting human uh, moment. 
Uh, well, I think perhaps since he's he got promoted to teacher status, he's he's been a little bit more formal with the dean. I would say that's less formal. Calling him Craig. I mean, instead less, of dean. that's what I meant to say. Less formal. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. But I, I, I mean, I would think uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I agree with you, Andrew. I, I, I think he would still be want to be formal at all costs because he doesn't want to give the dean any wrong ideas. Hmm. I, but I think he was just showing a little sympathy for his situation and calling him Craig in this moment. Yeah, because he's just a regular Joe. Yeah, just a regular Joe. Um, that's also where we get the great two sevenths line. Yeah, uh, isn't that scene? He's coming at us two sevenths of what he, he actually is. is. Uh, and then, of course, the, uh, Jeff is very curious about what those other five sevenths are. But as he is quick to assure Dean only intellectually, yeah, he does not want uh, first-hand experience. So now we're, we're at rehearsals for the play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the scene where Mr. Miyagi is fixing the faucet, and uh, Danny is practicing karate that he learned from a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Manzukas yells at him. There's a great moment where uh, he, he he says, hey, 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 Chang, can I see that uh, toolbox? <laughs> and he takes it like a toolbox full of like actual tools yeah. and just kicks them, just punts them right in the air, scaring the shit out of everybody in the room, of course, because Mostly tools Annie. are flying. Yeah. Uh, Annie, because she's kind of most directly in its its line of fire. Which makes me wonder if she knew what was coming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or if uh, maybe they had done it with an empty toolbox, a closed toolbox, yeah. <laughs> something where the tools don't fly everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I mean that had to have been actually terrifying because yeah. there's a real potential for injury there, and it's great, you know, uh, for, for 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 those Parks and Rec heads out there, you, you know that Jason Manzuk is is pretty great at playing the asshole, mm. and he really shines here. I, I feel I really enjoy him. Um, I well, maybe we should talk about it later about the the copy. The, the reveal. Okay, the reveal. Yeah, let's talk about when we get okay, to we'll it. talk about when we get to it. Um, okay, so we have that. Uh, and then we have the school board announcing Dean joining the them, press conference, which would another classic Richie moment where he's sort of he's sort of announcing the board, and then he says, "And, and, I'll, and I'll just go ahead, Dean." <laughs> and that's how <laughs> that's how he introduces like, the Dean. There's a certain stutter that Richie does, yeah. which is delightful. It's delightful. It's a little Harmon esque, yeah, <laughs> and it's it, it is fantastic. It's it's what's really great about it is he's supposed to be someone who's really in charge. The school yeah. board. <laughs> he just clearly does not know what he's, he's doing. He's just flying point. by the seat of his pants, yeah. <laughs> making up as he goes along. Yeah, confident, but still not not knowing what he's doing, which exactly. leads to stutters like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean announces that he's on the school board with his partner Domingo, who is uh, that's me, a plant. Now let me now. Where do you think they found Domingo? Mm, I don't know, and I think um, there's an implication later in the scene that that it, I mean. I I don't know if this is the implication. Is Domingo actually gay? I think he is. Okay. Because, well, maybe he's just playing it up then as well. Because after after the announcement, when they walk away, Dean says something like, oh, this is disgusting. This, uh, like, I, li- feel, the I line. feel like scum. Yeah. And then he and, says, oh, gay people are scum now. Yeah, but he says it without, uh, as someone called it, the gay accent, I feel. Yeah. Like he 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 puts on like a regular voice, <laughs> and then for the press he puts on yeah, some kind that, of a gay I think, voice. I think that's him playing it up. Okay, okay, yeah. But he, I mean, he's definitely hired. Yeah, uh, he's being paid. Do you okay? Do you okay? <laughs> a lot of times when someone wants to fake a romantic partner, mm-hmm. you get an escort. No, you don't think Domingo is an escort no. of any kind. I agree. I just, D- I just Domingo I just, might I just felt be need to throw that out there. Just a regular actor. I mean, Domingo is very committed to his job, even as uh, the dean is is sort of 
I won't say abusive, but clearly not into this fake relationship and, and constantly mm-hmm. telling him to tone it down. Yeah. Uh, Domingo is very, very willing to, to keep up this facade. Yeah. Um, well, he's being paid, I, I assume, very well. Well, and he's, you know, he cares about his job, apparently. Mm-hmm. I got lost in my notes. Uh, uh, so, also during the press conference, the first question from a reporter is basically, the question is that they know about the plan, <laughs> that this is, they hired a, a gay dean so that they could look better after canceling the Pride Parade, yeah. and immediately Carl and Richie say, hey, that's all, all the questions. Gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, that's that's good stuff. And then uh, who's at Britta's bar? Because that's the next scene, but I can't remember who it was. I well before that we have all the headlines. Oh sure, all the headlines. Yeah, you wrote them down. Oh, and also the dean has a line here that I really enjoy uh, with Domingo after that exchange where he says to Domingo, "I I feel like scum." Yeah. Uh, he says, I make gayness look like Mormonism. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like that that's another uh, version of the two sevenths of what he is. Yeah. It's like, this is this is what uh, you think I am, but I'm so much was, more. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, headlines time. There's a collage of headlines, a montage. Sock Montage collage. Yeah. Uh, starting with the Gazette Journal Mirror. Classic Greendale newspaper. And all of these headlines, I didn't write all the headlines down, but all of them definitely say gay or gay dean. Yeah. Or some variation on that. And it's worth noting the Gazette Mirror, or Journal Mirror, what is it again? Gazette Journal Mirror. Gazette Journal Mirror. They have an ad. They have an ad for Hot and Brown, uh, the 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 Former. Beloved, beloved late coffee shop from the cafeteria in early mm. seasons, uh, which we, we learn, is this the first time we learn officially that it is a franchise that is open in other locations? Well... Because I know in the the floor is lava okay. episode we see like an ad for it that's just in the background, but it wasn't clear. It, it could have just been an old ad for the cafeteria one. But this is a, a hot and brown has apparently opened up at Greendale Mall. I mean, maybe it's starting to franchise, Perhaps. or or it had to move because Shirley Sandwiches took over that spot. Perhaps one of the two. And in, in any event, there is a hot and brown now open at Greendale Mall. You, bring, you cut out that coupon, you get a free small coffee. Mm-hmm. Next up, Gagazine. Well, what was the headline on the... the... Oh, I didn't... I, like I said, I didn't write down all the headlines. What? I was pausing for 10 minutes, and you were saying, give me time, I need more time. You were and reading you were... all the words. Yeah, and you couldn't write down the headline in the entire time I was doing that? I mean, it was like, I'm a gay dean. Well, the Gazette Journal Mirror had my favorite headline, because he refers to himself as a super gay dean role model, or some weird combination. Yeah. The insertion of the word super, I thought, was extra. Was added a little extra comedy, and it's completely lost to the audience, because even though I was paused on that screen for like a solid five minutes, you, who you told me were writing it down... Did not write it down. I'm very disappointed in you. Mm. What's the next story? Gagazine. Gagazine. Yeah. What's next? Uh, oh, and and of, of note, Gagazine is issue 603. Yes. Which is... Uh, Perhaps. Typically when they put in numbers like that, it's a production code, especially since we are in season six. Yeah. But this is episode... 604. 604. Or it's the fourth episode of season six. Yeah. So presumably it would be 604. But perhaps uh, in the production code it was 603. That would be if they shot this before. Yeah. Production thing. codes are shooting order, yeah. typically. And if they have something that needs a lot of special effects, it'll get an, a later production code. Yeah. Uh, so that sometimes screws up the the number stuff you will of course remember the blunder when uh remedial chaos theory Mm -hmm. troy and abed's apartment is uh 303 when it was supposed to be 304 because it was released as 304 and they even put a little adr dialogue in there i thought it was 304 yeah it's 303 uh so next greendale gay watch which is a website the lgbt news for greendale colorado Mm -hmm. and the headline is called it oh so you got this headline huh i liked called it a lot better than super gay role model (laughs) yes 
I love called it because that's that's internet culture. That's like a that's like a great take Ugh. on dumb internet headlines. All right, let's keep going. Uh, and that one had six hundred and three people talking about yes, which is you know like likes or shares or whatever. Yeah. Uh, on the official Greendale website, <laughs> it was the new gay dean. It's me by Craig Felton. Yep. Well, I believe they probably credit him as by gay dean Craig Felton. Yeah, perhaps. they put the gay word in everywhere. <laughs> the gay word. And sometimes gay is capitalized as well. It's, it's worth noting. Yes. Uh, next up was Dean's Health. Yeah. Uh, which on the cover, it's a picture of the Dean with a thermometer in his mouth. And on the thermometer, instead of a number, it's the word gay. gay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, a story inside the magazine is male manopause. Yeah. Uh, this is totally unrelated to community. But have you been to the doctor recently enough that they use the weird future thermometers on you? No. I was at the doctor about? recently. And they, they take my temperature just like they always do at the doctor. Yeah. And they just held it in front of my face. No contact. What? Just held it next to my face, and that was enough to get my temperature. What do you mean next to your face? Like, they, they held it up to my forehead, but uh-huh. it did not actually touch. No contact was made. They just held it to my forehead. Held did you it see for if a it was like a, a laser or a... I didn't see because it was above my eyes. Hmm. They got some weird... It doesn't go in your ear. It doesn't go in your mouth. It doesn't because, go in your bum. Because, uh, I mean, I guess if they had to get it close, it wouldn't be this... There's like a thermometer that can tell. I don't think it works on humans, though. I think it works on like metals or foods where it can tell by a laser. Huh. Yeah, this was crazy. I mean, I guess we're in the future. They held it up to to my head, and that was it. I like a good classic ear thermometer. Yeah. Makes me feel good when I go to the doctor and they put that thing in, and I go, they're getting a good number. Well, I mean, even that, that is like third generation, because before that was the classic under the tongue thermometer. I like the under the tongue thermometer. And then the classic, classic one, which I'm betting you don't, you don't, I'm betting you've never had. I've certainly never had it, but it seems the least. The butt thermometer? Yeah, the butt thermometer. When, when, when was the era of butt thermometers? Mm, Early times. Because how, how, how did we have the technology for a butt thermometer, but not the technology for an under the tongue uh, maybe they just didn't trust the under the tongue. Why is that worse than the butt? I mean, that's reliable. Butt's reliable. I'm gonna. Oh yeah, how do I Google this? Anal thermometers. That's safe. <laughs> is that a safe Google? You go think? To, go to go open a uh, private a window. Private window. <laughs> I'm gonna open a private window, and I'm gonna Google uh, an incognito window sponsored by Google Chrome. <laughs> Uh, this, the, today's search for anal thermometer is brought to you by Google Chrome and the uh, incognito window. Here we go. We're doing this live oh, on the air. No. Uh, let's 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 just let's just walk us through this. So I typed in anal. The uh, first four suggestions are anal fissure, anal itching, anal warts, and anal fistula. Number four, going out like a lion fistula, really close and strong here. But let's okay. So I put it in anal T. We've got <laughs> anal tubers, anal thrombosis, anal tubers in dogs. Google's concerned about you guys not being pretty. Let's add an H. Oh, just down to thrombosis. Huh. So let's see. Is this how you spell thermometer? Yeah, you're doing it. Did Probably. I stay golden till the end? <laughs> Rectal oh. th- thermo- thermometry. Jesus. Uh, this is uh here we go. I, I, th- History. I mean, there's too much to read here. Perhaps I'm just gonna read through it live on air. Uh, this is the Wikipedia entry on rectal thermometry. Oh, I, found, I found a the good precise me- medical his- literature shows the practice dating back to the at least the 18th century. Uh, safer. It was thought to be safer huh. than oral temperature taking. Oh, oh due, due to, to the mercury. use of mercury and other toxic chemicals. So we, ha- we mercury in your butt's okay, not in your mouth. That doesn't seem right to me. As thermo- thermometry-related technology improves in the 21st century, rectal thermometry is becoming less and less pervasive, but it is still the preferred method for taking the temperature of infants and pets. Oh, I knew about pets. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Because yeah. pets don't mind if you stick things up their butts. 
<laughs> and they don't know what's going on. They're like, hey, that's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> really? Hey, that's cool, man? <laughs> yeah. All right. Good lord. <laughs> I like this sentence. Oh, no. I don't Rectal like thermometers are often colored cherry red to differentiate them from oral or auxiliary thermometers, as well as having a shorter squat, pear, or stubby bulb shape. They are not meant to be used interchangeably with other types of thermometers. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Oh, what a world. Okay, can we move on to gay administration? Let's gay administrator. Gay administration. Gay administrator. And and one of their headlines was, A New Pride Roars. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And also, and they, I, they, I they, said to you live in the room, hmm. I think the gay community should embrace the pride lion connection, which I feel they have not done to the extent that they could. That'd be nice. Also on that was um, uh, a headline about gay book publishers. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, we got the Greendale Times, a mm. local newspaper. Yep. Um, the side headline on that one was actually about the Greendale Police Department investigating recent thefts. Stolen and, benches. And when you read it, it's about bus benches. Yeah. Bus benches. I wonder and they, if that's going to come around. And they also, they said they choose to think of this as a college prank mm-hmm. uh, and not a legitimate theft, which I like that uh, the Greendale PD, their first thought is, oh, it was probably someone from the college. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they're thinking Greendale or, or city, city college? college? I mean, that's got a more city college vibe to me. Greendale, Greendale are sort of the lovable fuck ups. Well, and also, Greendale college. would steal their own benches. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> yeah, that's the Greendale thing. <laughs> Greendale would, yeah. Um, and then finally, Latino Colorado, yeah, which is a story technically about Domingo. <laughs> yeah, Ole with Domingo and his gay dean. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we get to Brit at work. Brit at work, and I, th- I believe it's Chang here actually complaining about the acting situation, it's or it's Annie. Annie. Annie complaining about having to watch Chang get abused. Yeah. Uh, question. Yep. Que- query. <laughs> Do you believe that this... <laughs> the jello pudding is a delicious treat. You crush up the pills, you mix them in the pudding, and give it to a nice lady. No, the spirit of Bill Cosby. <laughs> um, do you believe that this is the red door? Mm. Or whatever it was revealed to be called eventually. Uh, no, I didn't. No, wait, the ballroom. What, what was it? It was the ballroom. No, they were supposed to go to the ballroom, but the ballroom was closed. Closed, so then they wanted to go to... They... That's right. They didn't go to the Red Door or the K Street or whatever it was called. It was the yeah. third. What was the name of the third location? Maybe, maybe they did go to the ballroom. I don't know. No, ballroom was closed. So then they had to, on the fly, switch places. And that's where Shirley got mad because whatever place they that's actually right. ended up picking. Uh, it was like Flanagan's or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, do you think this is Flan- Flanagan's? I no, saw pictures on the wall. I mean, it I looks similar, it looked but I just, similar. I mean, this looks just kind of like a generic bar to me. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, we get no confirmation of any kind of name for this bar. No. So there's no way of knowing. Yeah. And the layout looked a little different, but we could, you know, we could attribute that to, to Yahoo. Spruce yeah. the stuff. Yeah. It looked, it, I mean, because we got to look behind the bar. We did. And uh, look, look real barry. Yeah. It, it didn't look, look like, it didn't look like they had to just put up a piece of wood and say, don't look behind this bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Britta's working. Yeah. And Annie says, hey, man, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, Annie's. Annie says, uh, "I can't, I can't uh, sit through all this abuse of Chang. I should threaten to quit." I want to take this abuse much and, longer. And Britta says, "No half measures, full measures only." <laughs> we both did references. <laughs> <laughs> We're full of references. Yeah. What was my reference to? I don't know, man. Jaws. Okay. <laughs> You're fresh <laughs> off Jaws too. Uh, so yeah, that happens. <laughs> that happens. Thanks, Spencer. <laughs> Uh, and then we see uh, Elroy and Abed. Guarding Is that where we are? The oh, Boyds. yes. The Boyds. No, 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 no. Yep. 
No. Yeah. Yeah. No. What else is next? I mean, oh, Dick is this Holt? where the dean comes out and says, "Oh, you're fine." Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah. See. Yes. Idiot. I thought you were going to talk about the scene where the dean comes out and says, "You're not fine." Nah, 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 nah. I'm okay. not there yet. Slow your roll. Okay. Broseph. Slow the roll. <laughs> Sorry. And <laughs> tell him to slow. Anyway, there's a nice little Abed and Elroy moment here where I like that uh, Abed is clearly trying to shift towards uh, unlikely friendship forming, mm. where he's, he's, he's being real buddy-buddy with Elroy, but Elroy just gives him blank stares and respond, yeah. which I, I, I like that that's kind of becoming Elroy's thing is the re- refusing to, to fit into the mold of the show. He's nobody's black Ghostbuster, and he's not going to form an unlikely friendship with Abed. Yep. He's just going to stare at him. Well, I think they oh, do, they do up... kind of later. <laughs> yeah, I do think they make an <laughs> well, unlikely he's, he's friendship. Not a, you know, he, it's not made of stone. Come on. Hmm. Um, so we got that. That's nice. Then we're back to acting. Yeah. Um, Annie is threatening to quit. Hmm. Uh, Matt tells him, "Hey, you, you, you get the hell out of here, kid. I don't need you." Yep. And she's she's very confused. She's but you've been telling me I've been good this whole time. She's like, hey, "You're fucking Daniel Russo. The part's nothing. Uh, you know, Mr. Miyagi is a, a war veteran who fought against his own people in World War II, and his wife lost a child and died in internment camp." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, he, there's a nice moment where he says, "Noriyuki Morita won an Oscar or was nominated for an Oscar for that role," which I like that he uses Pat Morita's real name. Yeah. Not the the sort of anglicized name that we mainly know him by in this country, which is Pat Morita. He uses his real name, Noriyuki Morita, which is, you know, I just, it was a nice little touch. Then uh, we have Dean getting rid of the birds. I want to talk about this reveal. Okay. Uh, I feel that this reveal just, just somehow further proves that this director is really shitty. <laughs> because, let's say, because part of, part of why he's pushing <laughs> Chang Excuse is me. because he sees... The darkness, sadness, inside, the sadness yeah. inside of Chang. He yeah. sees that he can mold him to fit this role. Yeah. If he, if he, if he can. Yeah. Right. But with Annie, he knows Annie's shit, so he doesn't care. He doesn't even try. He's just like, you're fine. Just stand there. Yeah. Um, and in the first scene where the director is giving direction to Chang, mm-hmm. he's he's literally just telling it at him, act, act better. better. Yeah. And you're a, a bad person, and these tools are acting more than you. Rather yeah. than saying, you know, use your sadness. So yeah. I, I would posit he's a shitty director. Yeah. Well, I mean, his method pays off clearly in the end. Uh, yeah. I mean, in a sense, but I think it might have paid off faster if he had actually used <laughs> words that said, "Hey, yeah. draw upon your own sadness," because yeah. I, I respect your acting ability. I just think I need to get it out of you. Yeah. Rather than just saying, "Act better," <laughs> because I, I think nine times out of ten, "act better" is not going to work on an actor. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Or a non-actor. But it's better I, for the scene if he says, "Act better." I, I guess. I, just, <laughs> I feel like it. It's, he's a shitty director. Yeah, but why? Why is that bad for the episode? I just. I don't know. I'm just a little tired of. The the like oh yeah I'm I'm the yelling character all right I like I, I think it's been well established that I like yelling <laughs> of course <laughs> uh, so but I like the reveal I'm not shut gonna, up <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say we've I don't. had our say about this scene Andrew podcast better. So the dean. <laughs> so the school board is furious with the dean because he has let he. What we, what we we neglected to talk about was that the dean is totally okay with them not fixing the Wi-Fi uh, in favor of the birds. Hmm. Uh, so the school board is mad. They say that's too gay. Uh, the conservatives are angry. They're they're more mad at us than the gays were. Yeah. Uh, so the dean. Uh, he's, he's got he's got the full force of the Greendale security uh, Which, team. Still no Kukowski. Still well, Kukowski's a police officer. This was Greendale well, security. 
maybe he would want to get some real force. Well, I mean, the, and I'm just are you saying you don't want to see Officer Kukowski? I would love to see Officer Kukowski, but do you think the Greendale Police Department has the right to interfere with fixing the school's Wi-Fi? No, but I mean, maybe the dean would overreact. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean the the Greendale PD is going to come. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so he shows up with uh, two security guards, which uh, Elroy responds by saying, "I am an unarmed black man." And, and you've got two security guards. Yeah. How's this going to look? Mm-hmm. Abed is filming it. Uh, and then uh, Dean has the security guards back off. And he says, I'm an openly gay Dean. What, what, what are you going to do? Which that somehow summons Domingo. <laughs> yeah, see, I, Domingo just appears uh, from nowhere. Uh, which Abed actually has a reaction to, and I enjoy. Yeah, it's, it's a small nice. one, but it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Elroy backs off. Uh, we get a little montage here where we see them feeding the birds in a in a little... Uh, what are the words for those? Well, they have to, um, they, they so they have to remove the birds, yeah. uh, because of the, the Dean is gay. So they remove the birds yep. <laughs> and they put them in a terrarium. That's the word I was looking mm-hmm. for. And they're feeding them with a little eyedropper. Uh huh. It's three little birds. Three little birds. Da-ba-da. Three little birds. Da-ba-da. I even knew that was a trigger as I was saying it. <laughs> I said, there's no other way for me to say this. Yeah, well, it's the theme song for Dr. No. What could, what else could I do <laughs> when it's technically a James Bond theme song? Anyway, um, so there's a little t- time lapse, more more Gay Dean singing. Yeah, the 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 Jolene parody song Gay yep. Dean. Yeah, written and and performed by Weird Al, is uh, <laughs> according to Limewire. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good bit. Um, is played while we see the birds uh, grow up and at least one of them die. Die. Yeah, there's a, they have a little bird funeral well, and. During this Gaydeen montage, we see the Dean at the bar. The Dean is at Britta's bar. And uh, two two other gay, gay, they look like football or punk types, come up and give him a hug and say thanks. Which is a thing that happened earlier as well. We didn't talk about it. There was another student who comes up to the Dean and says, hey, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Which which I kind of like that this episode plays both sides. Yeah. It shows that, you know, having someone in a position of power who is gay or whatever representation that they represent is yeah. positive for the community. It's yeah. positive for people hey, that's that the identify. Name of the show. <laughs> Thanks, Arrested Development. <laughs> yep, there we go. Uh, but also on the other side of it, uh, electing or, you know, putting people in those positions of power just because of uh, that life choice or, or yeah. whatever representation that they represent. Yeah is not always a good choice because it's, you know, it's tokenizing in a, yeah. in a way. Yeah. Uh, so it plays both sides. Yeah. And in the end, uh, I don't know what we're supposed to have learned. So, well, it's, it's always unpredictable, but in the end, it's right. How does that song, that shitty song God, go? You're, you're getting it. <laughs> I just, I can't remember all the words to that. Uh, it's not a good song, but Seinfeld fans will remember because it played on one of their clip shows. Green Day sucks. That's the hashtag for this episode. Oh Green Day sucks. Hashtag, hey, Green Day sucks. <laughs> yeah. Green Day, of course, referenced in a past episode of Community where Dean said he booked them for the school. And in but fact, it was, it was really... some weird Celtic band. Yeah, Green Die. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the bird dies. It's sad. We're back in the study room. Uh, Abed is saying, hey, let's let's go to the Karate Kid thing. Well, and is it here where he reveals that one of the birds lived or no? Yes, because he says two birds died because of you, Dean. Yeah. And we knew they, they're all turning their back on the Dean following Abed. Abed and Elroy. Elroy does another 
great bit when the dean comes in and he says he says you you're a bird murderer with their oh, yeah. something and something and he doesn't say wings yeah and Britta says you didn't say wings and he <laughs> says insects have wings <laughs> and <Britta> is very apologetic <laughs> yep uh, he mentions little magnets in their head, which know which way north is, which I liked. Is, is oh, that's it, good. Yeah. It's not as simple as that, though. They don't have literal magnets in their head. No. I don't know how birds work. I mean, they just have a sense. Answers on a postcard if you know how birds work, <laughs> how to build a bird. Um, so then they they go to Karnaki, the adaptation. Yep. Uh, Abed very specifically does not invite the dean. Yep. Who had come to apologize because he's seen the error of his ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, 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 they go to Karnaki, the adaptation. Uh, and uh, there's two there's two great shushing moments, okay. uh, which I think both totally work. Where first of all, Annie did not want to go because she's still feeling uh, scorned by uh, Jason Manzukis, mm-hmm. and uh, she she is very upset to discover that he she was has been replaced by Annie Kim, <laughs> uh, who we all remember uh, from season three as uh, Annie's uh, sort of evil evil Annie. Well, just an nemesis in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, who whose side are you on? <laughs> not, will, not willing to call her evil, huh? <laughs> I'm. I don't want to call her evil. Uh, you know, uh, hey, remember in, in 2016, remember Andrew Lindy is soft on Annie Kim? <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Look, when you flip a coin and you got heads and tails and one comes up <laughs> and the other one doesn't, is one of them evil? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Annie and Annie Kim, two sides of the same coin. Uh, Sure. But I know which side I'm on is all I'm saying. Andrew apparently has problems dis- discussing that. Uh, Benson Naki 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you really learned a lot about attack ads after last week. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm using it. Um, also, I had a note here. Andy Kim's not bad as Daniel <laughs> She does a pretty solid job. I was, I was digging her performance. Do you think like this director just honestly doesn't care who plays Daniel Larusso? Yes, I like think he just he he's like I don't want to have to buy a new wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I really think it's funny that both of his choices are women. Yeah, and uh, I mean perhaps that's a wardrobe thing because if it's a shorter wardrobe, more more likely that a woman will get the role because of yeah. height yeah. differentiation between men and women. Yep. Uh, but but also I think having a female Daniel Larusso is really funny. Like it's yeah. really it works visually as a as a punchline. Yeah, and there's some sort of it's it's vaguely reminiscent of the next Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So and then the 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 other great shishing moment, which I really love, is so during the big uh, speech where uh, Mr. Miyagi gets drunk and reveals you know the horrible things that happened to him in the war. Mm. Um, the dean is very moved, and he just puts his shoulder on 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 Abed, his hand he on Abed's shoulder, and says, "Forgive me." <laughs> and Abed, like a robot, just just yeah. just shushes him. Uh, it's delightful. That that was that that might be my biggest laugh in the episode. Uh, I, I, I love a good shishing. Um, and then another note I had here. So during the end scene, the the big fight tournament scene, uh, they did a really good job of recreating Mr. Miyagi's suit from the movie. <laughs> For all their wardrobe <laughs> concerns, that it, it does look like the suit in the movie. It's got the the shirt with the wide uh, lapels, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it it was reminiscent of Mr. Miyagi. I will uh, credit where credits due. Oh, um, and, Ch- and the, it's a real weird subtle thing where Chang's hair is just slightly different to be more <laughs> like Mr. Miyagi, and it works. Uh, there was a uh, this a scene from this was actually in the the trailer mm-hmm. where Chang claps his hands and rubs them together. Yes, which I did not recognize as being from Karate Kid, and yeah. I don't remember you saying so. 
Uh, I didn't recognize that out of context. I didn't catch mm. it, but uh, sing it in context. Yeah, it's from it's from the, uh, the because kid. full disclosure here. Uh, I have more recently seen the remake of Karate Kid. I have never seen the remake of Karate Kid, but uh, I've seen the. I mean, I love Jackie times. Chan. Yeah, and I guess you don't. Oh, so well, uh, remember that cool in 2016, oh, Matt Benson you know doesn't love you know Jackie what? Chan. Let's, let's go to uh, let I'll, the record stand that he has never. Voted I will for challenge Chan. you to an open. <laughs> I don't know if it's a debate, but I will go on live television with you through Jackie Chan's IMDb, and we'll see how many Jackie Chan, which of us has seen more Jackie Chan movies. Because you know what? I'm willing to stake my reputation on the fact that I've seen more. Drunken Legend? Yeah. All right. So. Drunken Master is the name oh, of the film, by me. the way. Have you, seen Return- have you seen both of them? I don't I was young. I Master watched a lot of Fingers? Jackie Chan when I was young. Masters of Cracked Fingers, have you seen that? I don't remember all their names. Rumble in the Bronx and Rumble in Hong Kong, have you seen both of those? Probably seen Bronx. Yeah, not Hong Kong though, have you? <laughs> Take that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, in the uh, But in the remake, uh, they, they make it where his sob story is that... Spy Next Door, have you seen Spy Next Door? Of course. Good. So <laughs> the remake, <laughs> the sob story is that his son died in a car wreck. Oh. And that he's fixing the car. He has okay. the car... Uh, in some garage, and and uh, Daniel, I don't know if they keep his name. As I Daniel. don't think they would. But he, he, the you know, Little Smith comes Jaden in. Smith. Little Smith comes in, says, "Hey, what's up with this car?" And that's when he gets the sob story of, "Hey, my son died in this car." Yeah, something like that. he crashed it. I don't know. Let's let's get a name on Jaden Smith. His name is Dre. Dre Parker. And he's not even Miyagi. He's Mr. Han. Mr. Han. Wow, they went real far on that one. <laughs> And he's not even doing karate in that film. He's, he's doing, doing kung, kung fu. fu. Well, you know, they changed it to China. Mr. Miyagi is Japanese. You know, they yeah, gotta, they got to make some changes. I, I, I get. Uh, I get it. I'm just telling you. This is this is what I know. This is the 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 these this things I believe. The Simpsons hashtag 2015. None of the things I'm saying are related to each other, but they are the thoughts that are popping into my brain as I talk. Andrew, take the so, mic. So at the end, everyone's really amazed. Yeah. At Chang's performance. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, was it that good? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was good. I mean, it was definitely better than the rehearsals. Yeah. So however shitty this director was, it worked. He clearly got something out of him. He got something out of Chang. Yeah. Um, because I, I did, like, I, I read, you know, the, the pathos, if you want to say it like that. Pathos. Like, you could see... Some, how some people would say it. You could see <laughs> that Chang was really committed to the role. Yeah. Uh, and it was a bit powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The rest of it was just clearly like we have to recreate the scenes from the Karate Kid. I was ready to do some weird spoken word poetry with your background noise. (laughs) Then I stopped. So then the play is over. Everyone's talking about how great Chang is. Then he comes over. Annie is clearly still jealous, even though she admits that he that he 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 was good. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Chang gives a sort of classic condescending actor speech, where he says, "Oh, I'm jealous too of you know the white picket fence and the dog." I don't know. I didn't read that as condescending. I read that as just Chang is like confused on what Annie has. Confused, (laughs) and then he he is basing condescension on that confusion. I felt. Uh, and then he says, because then he has this sort of, oh, I guess I guess the actors go to some actor bar? I don't know. And he ditches them. Huh. Okay. I didn't read that as condescension at all. I read that oh, as, I like, did. Chang is, like, kind of innocent to this whole world of acting and, and is... Well, uh, no, because that's, that's, like, the kind cliche of thing of, of, you know, every famous actor says, oh, I just want a normal life. And it's like, come on, Brad Pitt. Okay. I guess I guess I read that whole thing wrong. <laughs> or apparently I just have a hatred of actors that you don't have. <laughs> yeah. No, I kind of read it with like Chang's Chang is a normal 
like in a weird way, an, an innocence, but like a malevolent innocence. Yeah, like it, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> um, so then uh, to make Annie feel better. Yeah. We get a little, something which I I don't think we've seen in a while. We get a little Jeff and Annie. The shippers? Moments. Gonna go nuts. Shippers rejoice. Uh, because uh, they even recreate their My Lord, My Lady. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. My Lady, My Lord. Yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, he, he, he says, want to go to a bar for people who don't hate themselves. Yeah. Which I'm guessing is British bar. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do you think she's a good bartender? Uh, I think she's probably I mean, she okay. must have been. They ran that speakeasy pretty well. Yeah. They ran speakeasy pretty well. And I'm, I'm you know. I think sometimes when you're a bartender, uh, being hot is what you need for tips, so I, I'm sure she gets some tips. All right. Not a comment on her, comments on her customers. <laughs> Want to make that clear? I'm just, I mean, I'm thinking about bartenders I've encountered. Yeah. A lot of guys. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But I guess, you know, some people are into that, right? Sure. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know who. You know Who would be into guys? I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going off the uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode where they, they the bar becomes a gay bar briefly. And, and Dennis gets tons of tips because all the gay boys like him. I like that a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if I've never seen that episode. Oh, or... it's, it's, I mean, it's like season two. Okay, I yeah, just don't it's, remember it's, it. It's, it's a really great episode. There's a lot of good ups yeah. in that show. Yep. See you next week on Shut Up Cricket. Oh, Cricket? Yeah. Okay. Who would you rather I went for? I mean, just Charlie, because everything's like a... Yeah, but he's one of the main four. It's like choosing one of the Greendale 7 for Shut Up Planet. It's true. It's true. Main five, I should say. I don't know why. No, four. My math is weird. No, five. What are you even talking about? I can't do math. I can't do math. I combined Caitlin Olsen and Danny DeVito into one person in my brain for a second. Whoa. Yeah. Let's Sometimes about... shit is weird up in old Benson Town. Let's talk about the tag. The tag! Oh, wait, before the tag, uh, I mean, we never really discussed, uh, is this episode supposed to be like a newfound uh, thing that Chang wants to act, or is was there a hint of it somewhere that I've, I've forgotten? Well, I know he wanted to, he had his band before this, so there was, I think there was, mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. there was some hints that Chang would like to perform. Um, oh, there was in a... I mean, because there's that one where he thinks he's a ghost. Or yeah, he but he does the, he does the one man show. He does, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was, was I was that. thinking that, but I didn't think it was that strong of a hint. But okay, yeah. okay. Uh, but, and then oh, and we we never wrapped up Dean's story, which is he comes out of the closet as a politician. Yeah. Do you think they should have leaned more heavy on him starting to say Polly and then Titian? Uh, I'm a politician. Like they should have done it like that because he yeah. says just politician. He says yeah. it real straight. But I think he should have played with the Polly because that's a thing people know. Yeah. <laughs> just joke wise you're talking about polymath you're gonna say it's a polymath yeah polyglot so um <laughs> they they do the whole thing where politician is code for something else but it, it i mean in a in a weird way that admitting that you are a politician is is the opposite of being a politician yeah uh so it it it, it has a couple of you know messages that it's trying to get across yeah uh but for the dean it's it's uh emotional to him because he's revealing that he's not gay <laughs> Yeah, well, which is just enough does, for him. He does say that he's more than gay. Yeah, uh, which is enough for him to get emotional about. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so and they take him, him off the school if, board. Even if he's not talking about his sexuality, it's him being honest about himself, mm. which he really does, and I think that's why he gets emotional. Mm. And there's a great little classic Dean moment where he gives his big dramatic politician speech, leaves the room, and then comes back. Not because that's the only way to get back to his office, but because that's the more convenient way to get back to his office. And yeah. Says, yeah, we don't need pictures. We don't need pictures. <laughs> Um, and then we have the tag. Yeah. The 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 surviving bird is uh is ready to be released. It has matured. Mm-hmm. 
Abed hands out ceremonial cat masks and, and finger wings. <laughs> uh, the cat masks are there to remind him that this world is no longer safe for him. Uh, and the wings are there to give him the, ho- the hope to fly away or whatever. Yep. Uh, and, and the bird doesn't leave it first, but then it does. And then uh, taking in its its mother's footsteps, it, it goes to build a nest in a transformer. A, the Tri-State Regional Transformer yeah. Station. Yeah. Not just any old transformer. Yeah. So <laughs> probably the most important transformer in, in the Tri-State area. Yeah, in the Midwest. <laughs> uh, which I'd love for that to come back around. Yeah. There's a couple of things in this app that I want to see come back around. Maybe they'll have a big blackout episode and crossover with Mad About You. <laughs> well, just whatever else is on Yahoo. Yeah. Right? Sin City Sin Saints. Sin City Saints. <laughs> is Nevada part of the tri-state area? Nevada, Colorado. I'll, I'll believe it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All of Las Vegas is having a blackout. <laughs> what could it be? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> You're enjoying the second time. I really enjoy uh, What's another Yahoo? Is Ghost Girls going to come back just for a blackout episode? I mean, I would love... But I don't, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to think what else Yahoo has, and all I can Yahoo. think of is those two. So, uh, I thought I had more. Hold on. I don't. Oh, but I also I want to see the uh, the bus benches thefts come back. Oh sure. I want that to be something. You know, not everything has to come back. Look, man. <laughs> I love it when things come back. I mean, so do I. But you know, I think we're still waiting for some things to come back. Like what? Like Troy. Oh yeah, like, or at least more updates on you know his pirate situation. His pirate situation. Yeah, like. Do you think Abed knows? No, but it's isn't on the that, news. Isn't that troubling? Yeah, Abed doesn't watch news. That's true. Abed watches sitcoms. He watches movies. He doesn't watch news. Yeah, I think he knows about news because it's in sitcoms and, and movies. That's the weird thing. Because remember the you would think uh, two American citizens, one of them famous actor Lavar Burton, yeah, being kidnapped would mm-hmm. be huge enough news that everyone would know about it. I mean, it was just on the ticker. Maybe they weren't actually kidnapped. Cool. Maybe it was some kind of false report. I mean, time, we're gonna time hy- hypothetically, it's the movie. Yeah, that's 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 the rumor. That was what Dan Harmon teased at San Diego Comic Con International 2014. 2014. <laughs> Thanks, Yahoo. So, Yahoo. I think we should make that a thing. We should thank Yahoo every episode. Sure. Thank, um, thanks, Yahoo. Honestly, Fuck like, me. really. <laughs> thanks. Um, plugs. Plugs. So, I do another podcast. What's it called? Called Nerds Eye View. Whoa, where do you get that thing? You can go to nvpodcast.com or benviewnetwork.com. Or, uh, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, yeah, all those different well, places. What, what, do you, what do you do on this podcast? So, you can hear me and some other people. Whoa. Talk about movies. What kind of other people? Uh, people like uh, Matthew Esposito, oh, Jordan Scott, cool. Thomas Willett. What a guy. You over there? Oh, I know him. Uh, Justin Keys on. Oh, the Keys? Is he? Is and the Keys on? Most recently, Nathan Schultz. Oh, the guy who wrote The Shrouded City? Yeah. Oh, shit. I like that guy. And uh, he joined us to talk about the horror film It Follows. Oh, I heard some things about that. It's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Uh, and everyone should go see it. I think it's it's worthwhile. Okay, which is rare for me to say any horror film is worthwhile because you're a, a coward. I yeah, they <laughs> terrify me. So, uh, what else? Oh, at NEV Podcast, Nev Podcast on Twitter, on Twitter, and <laughs> my personal podcast or my personal Twitter yeah. handle is at Podcaster Andrew. Whoa, what a mm-hmm. name. Is that all you got? Uh, yeah, and I'm trying to remember what was our ad supposed to be. I don't know. What I'm sorry. What was our ad? Do you remember what last week's ad was? Supposed to be. No. 
No one can say, for God's sake, oh, 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 you or me. (laughs) If we have to do a library, that will be a problem because we would be doing it now. Some would say that the tone of this song is not good. That's because I'm making it up on the spot to give Andrew some time to do, search on his your, computer. Do your plug and Have then you I'll figure it out. Have you found it yet? Okay. Um, go to bedbeatnetwork.com. Check out all the great shows on there or grows on there. Uh, shows <laughs> like Popsicles, uh, Matt and Brendo's wrestling show. Soon to release our WrestleMania special. Uh, Brendo and I were, of course, at WrestleMania. It was amazing. Uh, check out Benson's Boombox. That's a that's a gripping thrill ride of a comedy adventure. Um, did I say all of them? I can't. I've lost track sometimes. Did you say Ben on Spielberg? Ben on Spielberg. We just had our big Jaws extravaganza. That's worth checking out for sure. Um, uh, and 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 I'm gonna say this. Uh, on April fifteenth, go to BenvyNetwork.com. Who can say why? But do it. April fifteenth. That's, that's interesting. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, last week we did Benview on Spielberg. Sure, that uh, checks out. So I think I'm waiting for it to load still. Oh. For God's sake, do I need to sing again? Uh, no, but <laughs> I believe that would mean this week is Comic Nerd Unite. They also have an ad, and so you can cut all ad. of this out. So and just no, this is gold. <laughs> Shut up, Leonard. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm on plugs. I thought we're done. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't eat you. that up. Jesus Christ. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. You can follow this show on Twitter, more importantly, at Shut Up Len Pod. Uh, and you can write us an email at Shut Up Leonard Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I feel like we've done Comic Nerd Unite already. Well, the next one. one's DPST. Which also has an ad. Which also has an ad. Sorry, I just restarted him. That's my start noise. I don't remember if I said already, but shut up, Leonard at gmail. Shut up, Leonard podcast at gmail dot com is our email address, and it would be it would it would be cool of you if you did things to us on iTunes like rate us, review us, and subscribe to us. Those all help us. Those all help the show get more popular. And I want to give a quick shout out to Amanda Kay, who was a fan of ours. So we, we saw a lot of them in the early days, but I, I hadn't seen them in a while. And then and all of a sudden, she goes and likes our, our recent uh, episode on Facebook. So it, it was it was nice to hear from an old fan. It, it made me reminiscent for the early days of this show. And do your best, fool. Shut up, Leonard. <laughs> I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length. Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week. I love comics! Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes. Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite. Unite! This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.